We're clear for takeoff. What is happening, everybody? This is the Kings of the Horror Podcast. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, and I am a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. If you don't know what that means, basically, I work with couples and do a lot of talking around relationships. And you know who else does that? My boy, my brother, the other king of the heart, Mr. John Hart. What's happening, my man, my brother, my macaroni, my homie, my shromi? What's going on, bro? Man, good to see you. I'm, I'm happy to be here as always. I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. Yes, and is. I too work with couples and talk a lot about relationships. <laughs> like, always good to see you, champ. Good to see you, bro. Yo, and this is what we do here at Kings of the Heart. We break down all kinds of topics as it relates to healthy relationships. And we're not just yep. giving you, you know, crazy talk. We're actually trying to provide you with answers, things to think about, things to consider, new tools to use so that you can actually better your relationship. Right? So. Yep. With that, we started a discussion on our last show around moving in together, shacking up, and what that looks like, all the different factors that go into that. We focus on moving from long distance and long distance relationships. We talked about, um, you know, how you actually moving in with each other and what that looks like when you're actually moving to somebody else's space. There are so many things that we talked about, but not enough. So we are going to continue that conversation today. There is more to this conversation that needs to be said. And so we're going to break it down some more. So, Dr. John, let's start off here. One of the major considerations that people have to talk about that they often don't talk about is as we are moving in together, whether you're moving into my space, whether I'm moving into your space, or if we're finding a space together, is boundaries. We've had conversations yeah. around boundaries in the past, but as it relates to moving in with each other, people don't really talk about how to either establish, maintain, or protect their boundaries. So while we start there, let's talk about boundaries. Let's talk about privacy and the need to still have privacy when you are living with somebody new. So let's go there. What do boundaries look like or how should they look when it comes to moving in with somebody for the first time? Well, I think I think the first thing is both partners have to talk about the boundaries prior to moving in because right boundaries allow us to organize the relationship. Uh, it helps us to understand how to relate to each other. There are rules, there are expectations mm-hmm. that are that really dictate the way that we interact. Now, when two people are are, are living or not living together, there are boundaries that have existed uh, over time, and right. so that trend to moving in together calls for multiple conversations, not just one. Like people have to be open and ready to say, hey, as much as we're excited, as much as the energy is flowing, we actually need to sit down because um, it's going to look different. I mean, that's a very casual language when you think about boundaries. It's going to look different, feel different, right? When people are saying that, that's pretty much them saying like, hey, our boundaries are going to be different. And so it's up to us as uh, respectful, loving, caring adults to say, hey, um, now that we're living together, uh, this is a part of me that I, I need to not only share with you, but I need to walk you through this. I need you to understand why and how critical some of these things are to me, right? right. Whether it's privacy, whether it's 
guest or uh, any of those things. Um, it needs to be talked about because it's a different set of boundaries, set of expectations when you're just chat when you're um, visiting each other's homes yeah. and staying for a weekend, staying for half a week or sometimes longer than a week. Right. It's much different, folks. It really is. And so we have to have those conversations. And the reason why I'm flagging this is is to not um, create the impression that boundaries don't exist prior to moving in. Right. They actually do, which is why we're saying you need to talk about it because there, there may be critical changes to the boundaries that need heavy discussion, actually. Yeah. And I, mean, I, you- I mean, I think that's a key point that you said that as we are moving in together, as we're making this transition, that boundaries have to transition as well. That the boundary that we yeah. may have had before, which were probably good, you know, if we have had yeah. discussions about them, they're going to look different. So I'm, I'm with you 100% in that. But I want people to also consider is that the boundaries that you had in your relationship, you still want to carry those in, prior to living together. You still want to carry those over as well. You know, so whether it's looking at your, you know, your, your mate's telephone, whether it's, um, I can't even think of, that's the main one that comes to mind. Cause that's the one that comes up all the time, you know, getting into the emails and the computers and all this stuff. Some of those ones that you had before, you want to maintain that sense of respect for your other, sure. for your mate's space, right? So you want to mm-hmm. be able to have that. But now that you're living together, you have so much more access to their property, to, um, to them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so in mm-hmm. your mind, you might believe, well, what's theirs is mine now, but it's not. You still have to maintain those same boundaries that you had before. But you also want to talk about that. You want to be able to have a conversation around, okay, well, what does it mean to have a healthy boundary? So, again, have these conversations before you move in with each other, just in your general relationship. But especially when you move in, because the last thing you want to do is feel like, well, we're living together now. Now I have absolutely no privacy. No, nothing's mine of my own anymore. And now I have someone who's always involved in whatever it is that I want to do, whatever it is that I have. It's, It's all theirs, too. And that may feel unfair. That may feel burdensome. Again, you may feel like you're being used. And so you want to be able to still have your own space, your own items. But you have to make it clear to your mate that, you know, this is what it is. I'm not trying to keep anything from you. I'm not trying to restrict you from anything. I just want you to understand that it's important to me that I have my own sense of space. I have my own property and how you have yours. But I also understand how important it is that we are combining things and this isn't just about me. This is really about us. And so mm-hmm. the boundaries, again, are going to look different. So some of the boundaries that you had when you guys weren't living together, you may have to dissolve. Like, you yeah. know, well, I don't want you going to my closets. Well, they're living with you now. So they have to have their own closet. Or you may be sharing a closet. You know, so it's mm-hmm. also about, okay, so how am I sharing too? So it's a matter of transitioning both some of those old boundaries, keeping them, but also letting some go because you are sharing a new space with somebody. You know, but within that, again, the need for privacy, how do you maintain that? How do you develop privacy now that somebody's in your or you're sharing space with somebody? How do you develop that privacy or sense of privacy? Yeah, I think, well, I I think, I think again, it's, it's people need to be, we all need to be very explicit in our relationships regarding privacy. Now, privacy is a very, very touchy, sensitive uh, subject, Mm -hmm. which is why. You think about boundaries. I think that's one of the, in my mind, I think you would agree too. I think that's one of the premier ones that people need to have uh, a conversation about. Mm-hmm. Because remember, 
it's 24 seven now y'all living together mm -hmm. so all of so that's a completely yeah it's a completely the level of access you now have to each other is going to call for a lot of negotiations i think a lot of uh explanation um and people should be very open-minded to the conversation because privacy right. is very important people shouldn't I, i've said this a couple um you shouldn't be you shouldn't be so offended uh during conversations about privacy because right. we all need it just because you live together does not mean that privacy goes out of the window and and to be honest very um strong healthy couples actually prioritize privacy and they also work together uh to to really meet the needs of of each other folks may need to you know they may want to um you know, spend some time by themselves reading in a room and mm -hmm. not be bothered. It doesn't right. mean that they don't spend quality time. These aren't, you know, um, black and white thinking, you know, like there are critical ways that people should really think about. Another thing that I'll say too is privacy is a really great conversation to have when moving in together. You know why? Because privacy also allows us to maintain our level of individuality. As exactly. Yep. And that's a very healthy component to a very successful relationship. Um, it's not about this enmeshment that we have to do everything together at every single time, every single day. That's not healthy at all. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that's very detrimental. So I would say be very open and, and, and actually promote conversations about privacy. Now, if there's a hiccup that comes up, there's no need to catastrophize and, 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 and lose it. It's just all that means is that I, uh, you got to ask yourself, are, were we clear enough? Uh, during our last conversation about right. the privacy needs, um, is it are are, are 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 these things that we're asking of our partner are they doable? Are they realistic? Right? Um, do they also support not just the relationship but our individuality? Right. Like, those are really good core uh, questions to really think about having when thinking about privacy and what mm -hmm. it looks like when you live together. And I also think about the different elements, like the different examples of privacy concerns. Right. Absolutely, the yeah. first thing I think about when you're moving in with somebody and you no longer have the amount of time by yourself that you used to have because someone's always there, phone conversations, right? You always have somebody ear hustling now. There's somebody in your space who can hear every conversation you're having. And so you don't have that sense of privacy of being able to just talk, even if, especially if you're talking about your mate. You don't have that privacy to just talk anymore within your household. So that can feel a little uncomfortable for you because it's like, okay, well, I'm used to talking to my friends a certain amount a time per day or per, per week or my family. And now I don't have the space to do that without listening ears. So, so how do we navigate that? <clears throat> um, I don't have the time to just be on my phone in whatever way, whether it's texting or, you know, scrolling through stuff. I don't have that time to do that anymore because there's always somebody around, you know, yeah, who's, who sure. wants my attention. And so that actually brings something else up to mind for me. As you are trying to maintain your boundaries and maintain that sense of privacy in your individuality, you also have to build a sense of consideration for somebody else. Because like I said, yeah. say if you're used to talking on the phone a certain amount of time to your friends and your family, but now you have somebody else in your space who's always listening, you have to take into consideration that they're also there and you are you talking on the phone as much as you may, you're actually disrupting their sense of peace. Right, because yeah. of the noise that you're making when you're on your phone. So you also have to take into, consider, um, take into consideration the consideration of somebody else being in your space. But again, like yeah. I said, there's so many different examples I can think of, of, you know, you want to talk about and, and, and really break down what that's going to look like. So 
you know, what are your expectations for being able to talk on your phone when um, I'm around? You know, do you need me to step out? Do I need to find somewhere else in the house to go? Do I need to put on headphones? You know, um, do I need to turn down the, the music or the TV or whatever? What does that look like for you? So that's one major one for me. What, what, what are some examples of privacy concerns that people need to consider? Some real examples um, as they're making this transition. Uh, I think food. food ah, is very, true, uh, true. One food is right. It's when you go from, you know, spending a couple of days, you know, at someone's spot or them spending time at your spot. Yeah, that um, I eat your leftovers you know, usually. Yeah, you know, like there's there's stuff in the pantry, there's stuff mm. in the refrigerator. How do we negotiate? Like, you know, um, am I able to eat some of yours? Is this yours or versus is this ours? ours? Right? Like, food, <laughs> right. Food is, yeah, food is very, very sensitive. You know, people get very comfortable and 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 it's important that we so I, I bring up food as an idea of privacy because food is a very, very sensitive topic. You know, mm -hmm. people um, people also have past, even if it's like family of origin, you know, triggers regarding food. Right. Oh, you yeah, know, true. folks. True. Grew up, I, I, grew up, I grew up as one of five. And so. Food has always been very sensitive to me. I don't argue about it. I don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever my wife was like, you know, she would eat something of mine, like, nah, I don't, like, I don't care. Like, because again, I grew up, when you grow up from a big family, as some of us do, food, touching people's food, eating people's food, that kind of stuff. Um, it's something to really talk about. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's easy to say like, oh, well, food. But no, I'm being I'm being dead serious, everyone. Like food is a very sensitive, triggering conversation regarding privacy. Just because Dude. you live together now doesn't mean that you can just be eating and doing whatever. So there needs to be conversations about that. I see you laughing, brother. Yo, know you. yo because because you know, yo, what pops in the mind are those people who start fighting because people are writing stuff on the food in the fridge, I like know, writing their name. Know, yo, it's one thing to do that at work because you know people at work can be can violate too. But now that you're <laughs> now you're writing stuff like, okay, this is my milk. You know, this is mine, yeah. this is mine, this is mine. And the other person's like, hold on, what's ours? Yeah. You know, so it really yeah. becomes a conversation between what's ours, what's yours, what's mine. You know, ours versus yours versus mine. And and and, and I just want to ask, sorry to cut you up, like it it doesn't just because you live together, I'm just gonna say this, just because you live together now doesn't mean that either partner is beyond asking. You still you need to ask, True. like okay, just, like you know what I mean. Like don't overlook yeah. that. Yeah, you know good I mean? point. Say, oh, we live together now, so I'm just gonna eat it. No, hey, babe, sweetheart, who drank all the Kool Aid? Oh, I meant to ask. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you know, are you are you gonna eat this? This is still from like yesterday, right? You know, because that, that's about respect, and if we're talking boundaries, boundaries and respect go hand in hand, which is why I'm saying. I'm, I'm uplifting food as a privacy slash boundary concern because it's a very sensitive topic to all of us. And like Reek's saying, people have different experiences regarding food at Burke and their experiences growing up. And so we really need to pay attention to that. Yeah, and there's nothing like when you move in with somebody and your, your leftovers, the thing that you've been looking forward to all day long. Like, yo, you know, what we had for dinner last night, yo, I can't wait to go home and finish that. And you get home and it's gone. Why? Because you have gone. someone living with you now who done ate yeah. your leftovers because they believed they had claim to it too. And you know what? They probably did. Right. They probably did. You're just not used to it. And so having conversations around that specific thing, I'm glad you brought up food because obviously that's a very <laughs> touchy subject for all, for, for me, for sure. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, it is. 
you know, because I can't, I mean, my wife has been great with that. I mean, she does a meal prep anyway. She actually came into my life and just took over all the cooking anyway. So she makes yeah. sure she prepares yeah. enough for both of us. And so yeah. uh, I'm not really worried about that now. But oftentimes, whether it's a roommate, whether it's, you know, sure. uh, um, you know, your your mate that's actually living with you now, um, food oh, disappearing, family, family yeah. that food disappearing can be a very, very touchy. I mean, I've seen people go off on. I mean, you know, lose, go, it. lose it, lose it, lose it. Yo, what happened to lose my last it, slice man. of pizza? What do you mean? Your last slice of pizza? That was for anybody yeah. who got to it, you know, and, lose and it, people man. get real hurt. They get real hurt about that one. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great one. You know, but like I said, what about approaching things? How do you begin to approach things from a place of what's ours versus what's yours versus what's mine? How do you even begin to have that conversation where you're setting? Again, this is about boundaries. You know, we're moving a little bit past private. I guess it still deals with privacy, but we're really talking about boundaries here and respect. How do we define? How do we decide what's ours versus what's yours and versus what's mine? Yeah, I think, again, one of the things that we uplifted last last episode and, and, and to me, it makes sense to kind of to bring this one back uh, regarding mine, yours and us is that's where we were talking last week about there's a major difference between when one partner moves to the other partner's spot mm. permanently because mm-hmm. both partners get a brand new spot together because the symbolism that happens for us as humans yeah. is so that one partner who moves to the others may not feel that there's any claim of space of privacy of touching moving things around even though the other partner's like oh do whatever you want to do it still is about comfort and when that's not there it makes it very very hard for there to be a a, it doesn't make it impossible but i think for those couples you need to keep having constant conversations the partner whose house or home that you're living in, you need to be very reassuring. You need to keep, you know, because like that's a very difficult part for someone who left theirs, gave up theirs, moved into yours. Um, they're now feeling squeezed and tight in the box versus couples who end up getting a new place jointly together. Well, the symbolism between that, not just for putting your name on a lease or on the deed of a mortgage, it's all about, you know what, I can conceptualize this as my mind as well, in mm-hmm. addition to yours allows for conversations to be open now again finances are always very critical and and touchy sometimes we need to just like live at one person's spot but again it's 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 still a valid point that the me the mine yours and us uh, uh, one of the biggest equations for people to just flag for is going to be well what spot are you staying in and and who's it because that to me i don't know about you is one of the beginning parts to these kinds of both conversations and potential uh, conflicts down the line. Yeah, a common refrain I hear from couples, especially when one moves into the other person's place, is I no longer have space for myself. I don't have my own yeah. stuff. I don't have my stuff here because it's all in storage now. I don't it's have storage, yeah. I don't have space for myself here because everything's already claimed. You know, so yeah. it, it becomes very um like I can't think of the proper word, but basically you feel like again, there's nothing here for you. You, you again, are moving into somebody else's world and you don't have any of your own stuff. So it's like, all right, so what do I have here? What is mine versus which yours versus what's ours? Because this is all yours. Yeah. So how do we make yep. more space for us here? You know, and I think that goes along with what you're saying. You know, well, I want to make sure that you're comfortable here. 
So, hey, mm-hmm. and you mentioned, you know, on the last show how with your wife, when you guys first moved in, she moved in with you, that you try to reassure mm-hmm. her that, that, hey, you can do whatever you want to here. But yeah. again, yeah. they believe that they're moving into a space that's yeah. yours, and so they want to be respectful of that. And so there's a whole yeah. lot there's a whole lot to, to, to get around there. Mm-hmm. This also makes me think about learning to share. Because you have yeah. some people who may be only children. You have some people who may not have gone to college, lived yeah. on a college campus. You have some people who yeah. have never lived with anybody but their parents. And yeah. so they don't know what it means to really share or they struggle with the concept of sharing. How do you introduce point. that part into the conversation? You know, again, we're talking about what's yours versus what's mine versus what's ours. If you don't have a lot of familiarity with having to share with others, how do you introduce that into the conversation, either as a person who doesn't know how to share or the person that's trying to get the other person to share? Yeah, I think sharing is a really good point. Uh, the thing about sharing is it takes a lot of self-awareness to do that. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of... So, well, from the standpoint of... Uh, I'll use the term that you used earlier. You know, you have to be very considerate. And so if you have no experience in sharing, it doesn't mean that you're an inconsiderate person. It means that your level of awareness around... Uh, 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 collaborating, working together with someone within a confined space is so low that you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. There is going to be a lot of potential for, you know, conflicts. And so it's important that um, I, I, I in, in my opinion, I think one of the things that uh, people who have don't have that much experience sharing, I think what you can do is you can start using the earlier stages in your relationship especially when like staying over at each other's spots to start practicing that. Like you got to name it. You got to be able to say like, Hey, you have to name and say, I don't have that much experience living with anyone. I've always lived by myself or um, my transition has been from my family's home to this current home that I'm at. So I don't have any experience. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay. I think people need to name that because if you name that, it allows your partner to also understand if they're coming in with a completely different set of experiences, it allows there to be far more conversations, but there, I say there's going to be some troubleshooting and I think yeah. if we can troubleshoot collectively I think that's far better where it's not always about when the person who doesn't have much experience sharing if and when they mess up because they will it, yeah. it takes a lot yeah. of experience to literally share yeah. it takes a lot of awareness it takes a lot it doesn't mean that they're bad people it doesn't mean that they're unhealthy or narcissistic or all the words that people like it's not about that but if you don't have experiences full-blown sharing within a confined space then I think that person deserves some level of um, Grace. Um, empathy, but they got to do the work, right? Yeah. And 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 when things come up, we use that as an opportunity for growth and learning and to and to assist because that will help bring the bond together. You know what? You were here. Now look at us. Now I don't think, and I, and I just want to say, I don't think that's the time to just kind of jump down someone's throat. You mm-hmm. have to be, and that's why I think naming the level of experiences both partners have regarding sharing yeah. and living, you gotta name it. Because yeah. if I don't know, I, I may I may know you well enough, but if I don't know that you have, you don't have that much experience sharing, it's important for me to know that. Yeah. Like so that way. I can you some space i can give you some leeway and i'm not gonna give you jump just a little bit of grace for it right yeah, yeah. just yeah. like i'm telling you like just just a little bit to say okay you know what i am hurt i am disappointed that this happened um they're 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 new to this yeah and so let me walk them through the situation how it's impacted me and then it's not i gotta be honest i'm gonna say this and i'm done it's not about just putting it on them 
if this is truly a relationship and if you're living together, you troubleshoot collectively. Yeah. That's what I tell yeah. my that's yeah. what I tell my couple. This yeah. is not solely on the person who is struggling. It yeah. is a collective venture. Living together is a collective venture. So I just want to throw that out yeah. there. Brother. Yeah. And you can't, you can't be afraid to call them out when it happens. Again, give them some grace. Give yeah. them some space. But you have to be willing to call them out when it happens because, again, they may not realize that that's what they're doing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I was having a conversation with a colleague yesterday, and she's, you know, in her late 50s. Um, and she's not married, but, of course, she wants to be married. And she was just talking about how hard it would be for her to be with somebody now because she's lived by sure. herself for so long. You know, and how much of her independence you believe she'd have to give up and how much she would have to do, how much work she would have to do and how much effort would go into actually being in a relationship with somebody. And part of that is also sharing, sharing your space with somebody or sharing a space with somebody. If you're deciding to move in to a place together for the first time, there is so much that you have to, cons again, consider somebody else. It's not just about what yeah. you want and what you're used to, but you have to really change the way that you think about your yeah. own life. Again, most of this is all about forming it in us. It's not just about what I want anymore or what you, just what you want. We're in a relationship. You know, we're yeah, living absolutely. together. What absolutely. is good for us? And so as a person who may not have had to share a lot in the past, you really have to change your own thinking around what it means to be a person because yeah. you're, not, you're really not just by yourself anymore. So, again, mm -hmm. having those conversations around, okay, what do you need? What do I need? And where do they align so that we can figure out what really is ours? When it comes yeah. to moving into a new space together, right, one of the main things you have to consider, too, is decoration. Mm -hmm. I remember dating this woman years ago, and I'm a plant man. I got plants everywhere, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And she walked into my place, and she was very uncomfortable because – in her mind, you know, being around plants means being around bugs and all this stuff. And so she was very uncomfortable in that space. I'm sitting there like, yeah, we can't live together. You know, if I yeah. can't have plants because they make you nervous, we, there's nowhere for us to go. And, you know, you don't want to decide a relationship just based on plants. But, again, sure. that played a major role in considering what it would be like to live with somebody. Yeah. For her, she, her house is very sparse. She didn't have many decorations. She might have had one or two pictures up. You can look in here. I got decorations everywhere. You know, I'm yeah. I'm very, um, when it, I'm, I'm an artist. So when it comes to yeah. my space, I want my space to, to reflect my personality. And yeah. a lot of people, when they're moving together, they have, again, very different personalities. And the way that they decorate is going to reflect that. And so now, okay, we're sharing a space. So how do we decorate in a way that reflects the both of us, not just one more than yeah. the other? So it's not dominating yeah. the other person, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, how well did you, said, yeah. how did you, how about you guys? I mean, I know that your wife moved into your space initially, but when you guys found your own place together, how did you yeah. guys approach even decorating the place to reflect the, both of your personalities? I mean, we just, I think like most couples, you start talking, you start looking through things online. We start visiting places because a part of it is, yeah, that's, that's what we did. We would like visit stores, shops, we would look online and that would always spark really good conversations where she, you know, my wife would be like, Oh, I like this. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, and stuff like that. But I think again, to your part, it's, 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 it's all about consideration. You, you mm -hmm. can't say no to everything. I didn't say no to everything. My wife didn't say no to everything. Right. I think ideally it always helps when you both kind of have the same style swag around 
around decorating similar taste similar taste right yeah that that that's one less thing to really worry about and i and i kind of feel like we we do my wife brings in certain aspects of decorating that i never really thought about and so like Mm -hmm. that's that's great you know like plants like I never really thought about plants when I was living by myself. Plus, I'm in grad school. The plants would have died, you know, all the time. <laughs> never, like, never I'm never home. home. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm never home. Yeah, I'm either true. seeing clients or I was in grad school. So plants wasn't it. But collectively as a couple and now as a family, yeah, plants is very important and and, and all of that. And, and so I, I've, I've become very open to it. But mm. she was very patient and open to me about that, right? Also, you know, picking furniture, I think is a big deal. Like oh, furniture, yeah. like is a huge deal, yeah. right? We're talking about plants and there may be pictures, but furniture, I think is where it's at. I mean, it really communicates- a major reflection, home. A major reflection yeah. of your taste too, uh, right? Of your taste, right? So, you know, it, it's 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 just constant conversations. Um, and and look, I, I have I had a client who just recently moved in um, with his significant other, and him and I were talking. It was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that I would say, and it sounds corny, and it's fine, but I, I enjoyed figuring out and exploring our collective tastes, right? Because when it was me i'm just like okay i'll get this i'll get this i'll get this but hearing my wife talk through like oh but you know we go with this color you know we're thinking about doing the walls this way and i'm like oh yeah like that's true like there is something exciting yeah Yeah, like there's something exciting about it um but like so for the twins room um my wife my wife put it on me to pick the color like we went to the paint store and we were you know she had given me some selections and you know, it's, 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 we're such a team. So she's like, I'm going to pick out like these amount of colors, you pick one and we're going to go with that. And that's right. exactly what we, did, you know? Um, and, and, and again, and if we disagreed, there was never any conflict. I think as long as I've been with my wife, there has never been conflict around decorating. Right. None. Right. And yeah. I'm Same here. saying as I, I cannot name one time where there was actual conflict, not even, even disagreement. It's just, you got to listen. Yeah. Like you're saying, I highly consider her position. Yeah. She highly considers my position that's part of living together you got to be so considerate at the end of the day now look i also say this i think there's nothing wrong too within a relationship even living together where if you feel very strongly about something i think let it be known yeah like be known and say like hey but it doesn't have to be the end all be all but just put it out there and say hey plants are so important to me uh you know, this is, I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for much, but you know, this is something I really want to be a part of our home. Right. See, that's more, I'm, I'm, I'm able to receive that better than it doesn't matter. It's going to be plants in here. Yeah. Uh, that's a different kind of tone. That doesn't seem as collaborative at the end of the day. Yeah. So the, this could also be like a fun thing in terms of collectively figuring out what is our identity as yeah. a couple to decorate. Yeah. I mean, the one the one thing that can happen with that, though, when you do feel strongly about something you have often have in relationships when one person feels strongly about everything and the other person is a lot yeah, more passive. That's not real. You know, and yeah. so then you end up having a very unbalanced home then because unbalanced one person home. wants everything and the other person eventually can look around and be like, yo, there's, there's no representation of me in here because the other person, sure. again, dominate because they are so passionate about everything. Right. Um, yeah. But again, I think like your approach was with your wife, being able to kind of look around and see the things that you guys like in common, you know, explore. I would suggest before you move in with somebody, go check out some open houses, right? And look at the way that some of the people stage their houses for those open houses and see what you like. Not that you actually have to buy the house, 
But look right. at look at the 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 way that things are staged and the different decorations, and just point things out that you like and you don't like, because one of the things you don't want to have happen is here you guys move in together, and your tastes are polar opposites, right? Yeah. You know, one person likes to have art up, the other person likes to have pictures up. You yeah. know, one person likes more contemporary furniture, somebody else likes more old fashioned furniture. You know, yeah. and here you guys are, and you guys are looking around and like, okay, well, this stuff doesn't really mesh well together but we both want to feel like we have pieces of ourselves in here okay so what can we agree on what are the things that we both like where do our, our tastes and commonalities actually cross so that again this space is a reflection of both of us right yeah. and so that's another part of the sharing piece being able mm -hmm. to have conversations around what we want things to look like that represent both of us in this household so even if you are moving in to your mate space, look it. I've heard, man, I've had people talk about well, my mate. This usually comes from women talk about their male, um, you know, their male counterpart. They used to have these posters up of you know cars and of women and stuff like that, or or you know of transformers and they're grown. And we had to bring all that stuff down. Yeah, there are some things that you may have to let go of when somebody else moves into your space. You know, again, to make space for them. You know, yeah. like John said, you want them to feel comfortable. You want them to feel welcome. And so you may yeah. have to remove some of what you've had to make space for somebody else. And that's fine. That's fine. It should be expected that, again, they're moving in. You can't have everything the way that always has been. So if you're so attached to some of this stuff, you're going to have some problems. You're going to have some problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree, bro. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we, we talk about that. The other part I want to definitely talk about is respect. We touched on it a bit from, you know, the, the point of boundaries and and privacy and all that and sharing, being respectful. But another aspect of respect that you have to consider when it comes to moving in with somebody is that your behavior also has to adjust. If you're somebody who's used to just going out whenever they want to and never having to talk to anybody about it, now that you're living with somebody, you have to take into consideration that they might need to know where you're going. And a lot of people yeah. really have a hard time being able to talk about that or, or being able to reach out and check in with their mate to tell them, though, you know, I'm going out, or I'm going to do this. They just want to go. And that is not very considerate. It's not very respectful because, again, you have somebody who you're sharing space and sharing a life with. So how do you be, how do you talk to your clients about that part of being able to be more transparent and be respectful of your of your relationship as it takes into consideration that you guys are living together and you know, the person needs to know what's happening. Yeah. I, 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 that's, that's a, that's a good one. It's, it's very sensitive. I'd say, look, and I think again, I, I, you know, we're as marriage and family therapists, we're always systemically thinking through a lot of these issues. And what that means is a lot of the things that we've talked about are all, interrelated so when i think about respect yeah that's why i brought it up and connected it to boundaries because the boundaries that existed prior to moving in have to look different now they just right. have to i don't know what else to say to you i say that to clients all the time and i tell them that you can get mad you can get upset but if you're talking <laughs> about the true reality of 
not living together and then getting and then moving in together. There are boundaries that need to be discussed. And look, there are individual boundaries um, and then there are the collective boundaries. And so what needs to be discussed is the collective boundaries. So now that we live together as a romantic couple, what are the expectations? What are the things that we need to protect against? And we plan around those. What are the things we want to uplift and keep doing? Like those are really, because that speaks to respect. We have to name it. And, but we also have to understand that you and I and I use this phrase with all my clients all the time. You cannot act single. That whole idea yep. of yep. Well, when I was by myself, you know, I could come in at all the hours that the, you, you I mean, but you can't now you, you your, your partner who didn't live with you before that same job that they have where they got to wake up at three, four o'clock in the morning has not changed. Mm-hmm. So that coming in late at night, you have to adjust. No. And again, I got to always block the brain. No one is saying don't go out and have fun. Stop yeah, that. Exactly. OK, no. No one is talking about that. What people are talking about as an adult, you made a very clear decision that you wanted to live with this person. And what comes with that is the ability to collectively reassess the boundaries because we live together and to really address what are the critical needs. Now, for both parties, you're not going to get everything. So I also don't believe in you just tell someone do not go out. Right. No, 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 no. no, That's just not going to happen. Okay. but you can't have that expectation. You cannot have that expectation, right? So it goes both ways. And so what needs to happen is what's at the heart of the concern here? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know what I mean? Like, what is it the time? Like I had one couple, where it was the time. For the wife, it was the time. She didn't mind her husband going out, but she's like, if you come home at one, two o'clock in the morning, I have not been asleep because I'm worried about yep. you. And I'm like, okay, it's the worry. It's the concern. It's the fear. You need to listen to that. She's not saying don't go out. But again, that's a collective boundary that has to be discussed because yep. it's still you're still two individuals. So we respect people's individuality. But when you're talking about reassessing the collective boundaries and that you live together, you have to. Read my lips. You have to. There's no overlooking it. Love is not going to prevail without it. You have (laughs) to literally collectively talk about it. And it means that there's a give and take. There's negotiation. There has to be flexibility. And there's also going to be a trial period. That's the one thing I'm going to land on. You cannot expect people to come together, live together. I don't care how much they love each other. I I, I don't. Like uh, It's all about there's going to be a lot of trial and error and troubleshooting. Do not take that as a sign as well we're not meant to be together yeah we're not meant to be calm down right transitions are difficult they're stressful people have to reorient and let's be honest some of the things that we've talked about last week and today these are all things tied to people identity let me say that one more time (laughs) that's why it makes it hard it is tied to people's identity so you cannot expect people who are night owls to now be in bed at 8 p.m with you no yeah. It will not happen. Yep. They've been doing this for the last 20, 30 years. And so we have to collectively talk about, well, what could it look like um, in which we are both able to respect people who go to sleep or one partner who goes to sleep early, but also the partner who is not ready to go to sleep yep. at eight o'clock. Yep. That's a conversation. There's there's oh, a strategy. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and so you got to be able to communicate well, but I'm sorry. Uh, to bust anyone's bubble today, but it's not going to be quick because if you really, if you listen to last session um, episode, you listen to this episode, if you really read between the lines, a lot of the things that we're bringing up, sharing, uh, privacy, uh, uh, it's all tied to people's identity. Mm -hmm. This is some of the stuff people have been operating. Even when you guys were together and living apart, 
if you're really paying attention, you are seeing how they live. Yeah. So it can't be this grand old expectation that, well, they're just, they should just change. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're yeah. talking about people's personhood, identity. It takes time. Be mm -hmm. flexible. That's part of being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do it, then go ahead and, and rethink the strategy because that's not going to be it for you and or them. Yeah. And the other side of that coin is considering somebody else. That's one of the yeah. main things that you always have to think about when you are moving in with somebody is that you will be constantly considering someone else's feelings. Right. So yeah. whether... You are, you know, someone who likes to stay out late at night and your mate is there waiting for you. You're considering how they're going to feel with you coming home late. So even checking yeah. in, letting them know, hey, I'm going to be out a little Absolutely. bit later than I expected, right? So doing things like that. But one thing about moving in with somebody is you are constantly considering someone else's feelings. So even we go back to food. You're used to going out and, and maybe you want to grab something and just come home and eat, Right. No, you got somebody at home that you have to consider may want to eat. So now you, before you Absolutely. go anywhere, you may have to reach out to them, have a delay for them getting back to you to tell them, tell you what it is that they want to eat as well. So it's constantly consideration. Constantly. I can't, yep. I can't just go grab what I want and not consider my wife. No, no. I have yeah. to call her and be like, Hey, Hey, what time are you going to be home? What do you want to yeah. eat? I can't, we had that yeah. conversation a lot more Every than day. anybody wants Every to, right? But that's the whole thing. It's all about consideration. It's constantly considering yeah. the other person. So you have yeah. to consider the, you know, the food. You have to consider um, the space. Company, right? I've had yeah. couples who will complain about how their mate is constantly having family over. Mm. Every time they come home, there's family over, there's friends over. And so that's not something that they used to because, again, when you're not living together, the time that you spend together is your own. But now that you're living together, you recognize, oh, isn't this not about us anymore? It's about the community, you know, yeah. their community. So I'm coming into this thinking, oh, I'm just going to come home and, you know, have my space and have my peace. But no, I get home and my my wife's sister is there or my yeah. husband's, you know, brother and friends are there. There's someone always in, in our space. No. And so, you know, as a person who's bringing other people in, you have to be considerate of your mate. Is your mate going Absolutely. to, you know, how are they going to react to having people in your collective space? Because, yeah. you know, that's not something they're used to. Again, mm -hmm. as a person who's coming into the space and seeing this, this is something that your mate may have be used to. And so you have to consider them and their feelings and their individuality and their personality. And this is just what they do. But you have to have conversations with each other about it. How comfortable or how uncomfortable are you with having other people in our space? Again, consideration. This thing that you have to be considerate yep. of when you are moving in with somebody. So, yeah, man, look, absolutely. this is such a, a, a broad conversation. There's so many different topics to talk about. I know we didn't get through all of them. And there's one in particular that we want to bring to the cipher. We're going to have the Royal Cipher break it down. Not going to tell you what that is right now, but we're going to do that in a few weeks. But mm -hmm. Dr. John... In terms of what we talked about today, even last week, what are some of your noble truths? What are some of the things that you want to share with the audience to keep in mind as they're moving forward with moving in with their mate? Yeah, I think it's important that we 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 first got to be okay with the idea that um, it's a hard process. It's fun. It's exciting to move in together. It's hard. It's stressful. Uh, it's going to be a lot of insecurities. And so that collective mindset, I think, is something to really work on for both partners. Both partners have to understand that when you make that decision, 
it's now a collective effort it's no longer an individual effort so that right. means as we talk about this consideration this respect there's there's boundaries there's a lot of things that um need to be addressed so that's one noble truth is work on shifting that mindset from the individual to the collective yeah. right and i i and then the other noble truth that i'll, I'll highlight as well is because it's such a broad topic I would, I honestly would, like I, and I think Rick would agree, spend as much time talking, over talking, planning this process. You planning. can't, yeah, you cannot. We talked about, we talked about that a lot in the last session. You, you got to plan. plan. Mm -hmm. There's so much that goes into it. Yeah. Do not just allow love and the butterflies <laughs> to just carry into that space. Then it ain't not going to work. Mm -hmm. You're going to be hitting us very quickly, right? So, <laughs> right. So, those are a couple of my noble truths, brother. What about you? Yeah, I just want to piggyback on what you're saying right there in terms of, you know, combining. And the thing to take into consideration, I like to say this all the time. Matter of fact, my homegirl that I used to be on a radio show with years ago, she brought this to my attention. The biggest shift for her, just going into a relationship and being married, was moving from the I mindset to the we mindset. And that's something that should already be happening as you're developing your relationship. But it jumps so far forward when you're actually moving yeah. in with somebody. You really have to think about what's best for us, not just me, but for us. I still need to maintain a sense of my own individuality. My mate needs to do the same, but we also have to consider almost more than anything else, what's best for us. And so don't walk into this thinking that, okay, well, they're moving in my space, so this is still all mine. No, you have to learn how to share. You have to learn how to share in a way that you may not have had to before, consider people and consider someone else's feelings in a way that you hadn't had to before, recognize that you are not by yourself anymore and that in doing this and making this transition there's somebody else there that is dependent on you considering them all the way otherwise it's going to hurt it's going to be painful and you are not going to like each other after a little while if you don't take the time to really talk about these things plan but more than anything yo you got to consider the other person all the time Absolutely. so that's that's what i got dr don that's what i got what do you want to tell the people about dr john where to find out more information who you are what, what do the people need to know dr john yeah i i hold multiple hats you can always come and check us out at kings of the heart.com we're doing a lot of great stuff we're really excited about the year um come show some love we always update uh, our page and please check out send to your friends family uh this podcast please. we're on all major screens right so we're fully accessible uh, clinically you can reach out to the relationship counseling center of maryland i'm there doing a lot of great clinical work there that's rcc maryland maryland.com right uh, i'm also with the leading um critical work in legal reform and so always come check out um what that looks like nationally as we really try to uh, work on reducing mass incarceration and having all of our communities so um yeah that's that's what comes to mind and always you type in my name dr john hart all that's gonna pop up social media contacts uh i'm fully accessible and so yeah don't be afraid to reach out i appreciate the people who do so you know keep it up folks um but yeah brother reed what about you where can we find you and what are you up to? what do you want the people to know about you as always like dr john said you can find me and us at kings you can also go to my website tyrikomariwalton.com to find out more about everything i have going on as well as my private practice therapy um, website which is insightmft.com or you can just find out all about Kings of the Heart, Dr. John and Tariq 
on all the different social media platforms. You can hear us streaming on all the different streaming platforms. And you can watch us live on Friday mornings like today at 9 a.m. as we record this. And you can watch it later on on YouTube and or on Facebook on our Kings of the Heart page as well. So that's what we are. That's what we do. And Dr. John, as always, bro, love you, man. Glad we had this time together. Glad we could get deeper into this conversation. Yeah. And um, I look forward to, you know, having a little, a little bit more. We have just, like I said, a little bit more we need to talk about here to really bring this home. We'll bring that back to the world cypher in a few weeks. All right. So all the listeners, all the watchers, thank you guys for, for tuning in. And we will catch up with you again very soon. Check us out later. Peace. Peace.